Good morning and welcome to episode 13 of Inspire Heard. I am Stacey Fleece here with Jen Tovani and Samantha Tredelius, and this is your Grown Up Girl Talk. Uh, we are honored to spend the next 30 minutes with you. And today we have joining us Janie Escamilla from Moonstone Skin and Body Care. Good morning, Janie. Hey, good morning, ladies. Hi. Hello. Jeannie, first thing I want to touch base on with you is you went from like high tech, big company, PR, powerhouse, to the entire other end of the spectrum with your own um, skin and body care business, esthetician, like that just seems opposite ends of the spectrum. How does that happen? <laughs> well, I mean, you make a great point, Stacey, and... Um... To be honest with you, uh, there was just some defining moments in my life that made all of that happen. And, um, but it kind of led up to that. One was early age. My grandmother owned a hair salon. Was my daycare for many years. Then I was, I had acne, shy kid. My grandmother introduced me to skincare. It kind of just followed me. I liked, I've spoken at, you know, middle schools and what have you for career day. And I tell kids like that acne was my arch nemesis. Like it kind of just followed me and it almost dictated who I was or to try to define it. And then later in life, uh, I had my own personal struggles with infertility and different challenges that happened. And I just, and I loved my career. I'm not going to say it didn't help me at all. I mean, it helped me a great great deal. It helped me buy my first home. It helped me have a 401k. It helped me get experience what a paid vacation was like, all sorts of things. And, and it helped me define my leadership, but I wasn't happy and I wasn't being truthful to myself. And when for infertility hit me, I had a lot of, you know, I had to do like a, a lot of soul searching and really define what it was that would make me happy if I wasn't able to have you know, the, the house with the, you know, white picket fence and 2.5 children, the dog and husband and what have you. So um, I remember my husband and I were traveling uh, up to Vancouver and I, we were just walking around and I saw this sign. It said, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And that was like my aha moment. And I said, what would I do if I knew I could not fail? And I just I have a passion for skincare. It's always been there, something that I've always, I wouldn't say considered a hobby, but I was more of an enthusiast because I was always looking for solutions, how to resolve my own skincare issues. And from that point on, I took it upon myself to just really dive in and research it. And before I knew it, I was signing up to become an esthetician and going back to school and leaving that corporate job and just making this my, and once I walked into that, you know, that setting, I knew that this was my happy place and where I wanted to be. Wow. That must've been really scary though, to make that jump and trust that you were doing the right thing. Yeah. To be honest with you guys, it was scary, but it wasn't as nearly as scary as what I think women go through when, um, fertility or something that personal comes and hits you in your gut like to me this was easier than the challenges I went through trying to have a child um so a lot of your fears a lot of your insecurities come out during that time and so when that part of my life didn't happen I just really had to let go of a lot of the fears 
a lot of the um, <clears throat> worries and trust in the universe to just guide me through this. If this is what I was meant to do, I, I just got to trust in it. And I really did learn that through infertility and my own personal struggles with skincare and my own um, just taking ownership around that and just having faith in it. And um, it has just been an amazing experience, you guys, an amazing experience. I'm just so happy that I did it. And then Jennifer, to your point, I didn't let fear dictate me. I just said, you know, I've been through a lot harder challenges. And um, if this is something that really um, is something I'm really interested in, why not explore it? Why not allow it to let see where it takes me? What's going to hold me back now? I don't have the 2.5 children. I don't have, you know, the white picket fence house. I don't have all those <clears throat> level of responsibilities that people put in once you become creating a family. I did have a spouse, but he was completely supportive, allowing me to explore and do what I needed to do to figure this out. I really enjoy hearing um, your openness with your challenges personally, because I think infertility is such a thing that women don't talk about. And it is a huge plague for many of us gals out there. And um, thank you for, for taking that strength to you know, discuss it, but also to take that power and go do something to channel that energy in a positive way. And you know, the whole point of the Inspired podcast and the gathering of women as we've been doing week by week is to talk about the Main Street woman who is doing amazing things. Fleece, what did you call? What was it? We chatted about it before. Uh, I can't remember exactly what I said. Oh, I was, um, I, what did I? What did I say? It was good though. We it was. It. I know. I don't come back to us, but it was good. It was basically an essence about you know women even though we're not celebrities or we're, you know, big and powerful in different ways, we're making an impact in our world. And to be able to have a story that says, Hey, look, like I've had hardship and I've been able to turn that into, you know, my goals and dreams of owning my own business. And, you know, I think it's really admirable. So Janie, thank you for that. Like, I want to cry. It's just like, it's really cool. So it's, it's a good way to start the morning chat. Yeah, no, I, I, I constantly tell children, children, sorry. I constantly tell my clients who walk in and, or, you know, they get a facial with me and I say to them, I've taken all that natural essence as a mother that you guys use to like, you know, take care of your children. What do they call it? That internal instinct that moms have. Um, the, maternal. the maternal. The maternal part of me. And I just place it on my clients when I give a facial. And guess what? They love it. She is amazing, guys. <laughs> like, this is a personal uh, experience that I've had. And Janie really does put all that mothering love and care into your skin and her recommendations. And she makes sure that, you know, everything is safe and comfortable. Um, I've just been so, so impressed. And my skin's never really looked better, so. That's a testament there too. I, I just want to say to anybody listening, anybody who has acne issues, Janie, your skin is perfect. Yeah. So uh, there is my hope. I, no, it's perfect. Um, it is. As I'm getting a zit from wearing a mask at my ripe old age, I shouldn't even still be getting them, but thank you. Mask it's a thing, right? It's a thing, a masking <laughs> effect. Yeah, it's all happening right in that little zone here. It's yeah. Little zone. From the nose, yeah. It's all crazy, but um, I, I would never think that you had acne issues as a youth, as a teen, whatever age it was. Your skin is perfect. So um, I guess we should all want a facial from somebody who has perfect skin. Yeah. 
But I think it's really interesting. I want to go back to what Samantha was saying. I think it's really interesting that you sort of took the infertility challenges and turned it into a power that drove you. And how did, like, where did you find that, that ability to, and maybe, maybe lots of women do this, but, you know, to Samantha's point, it seems like we still, in this day and age, don't talk about infertility that often. So um, I'm kind of fascinated how that, how, how you turned it and impacted your future and your career and your, your life decisions. Um. One, I have a supporting spouse. I mean, there was no doubt that my husband, you know, I, I've heard stories about how infertility can redefine a marriage, it, good or bad. It can go either way. Um, but he really was compassionate, understanding, and completely supportive through. He didn't understand it most of the time because when you go through infertility, you know, hormonally, you're up and down and you're kind of all over the place. Thanks for, you know, the different treatments that you get. So he didn't quite understand it, but he was compassionate enough and caring enough to support me through it. And um, I did experience depression and anxiety and all of the things that naturally um, that happens that we just don't talk about. And um, I remember going to a support group and there was women literally crying and just melting away, in my opinion. And I just said to myself, I'm not going to be that woman. I just can't. It's just not healthy. I can't stay in this zone of depression. I can't live in this life. This is not, there's, I, infertility is not going to define me. It just, I, I, I didn't, and I just took every resource around. And I'm, we're so lucky we live in the Bay Area because there are a ton. Um, you know, I went for those wellness weekends. I, you know, met with the, you know, I did yoga. I did all these spiritual things that, you know, the Testament, I even went and lived abroad for a while. I went to New Zealand. I separated myself from all of the normal stresses of our society. And I just assessed myself and I allowed myself to heal and I allowed myself to, to process it. And once all of that was done, I said, what's next? And I said, what do I truly want to do? What would make me like feel fulfilled in the other state. And it was, it was so obvious. It's crazy how obvious it was, but sometimes I think we also in our society get stuck in this one zone of what we're expected to do or be or whatever. And when you, if you can ever take yourself out of that place, you'd be really surprised about what else that you're seeking in life. That's so true. And I think so many of us don't do that because a, we don't know how, or B, we're not allowed to. Um, and to just, it's, it's like this women, it's like, there's always these things where we can't do things or we're, we're, our bodies don't allow it, or we're not able to manage all these things. We feel this, the shame or this, you know, um, inability or lack thereof. And I think, you know, to be able to, to take that and turn it into like a fire, it was inspire or fire up, right? You were fired up. You were like, this is not going to be me. I'm going to take this and do you know, do more for, for other women. And that is very yeah. admirable, um, which is going into the next segue was we talked uh, last week with Nicole Mott, who is a, a esthetician, but she's an injectable, she's a nurse practitioner. So she kind of focuses on the Botox and the fillers and what, what works, what doesn't work. 
and you're the other side of the spectrum. And so I think as ladies, as we age, uh, you know, we always need to know good skin routines. And I remember one of my girlfriends in high school was like, you always need to wash your face because if you don't, it takes seven days off of your, seven days off of your skin life. Was, and, yeah. Yeah. Or never go to sleep with your makeup on was another one. Oh, I'm screwed. Never share br- makeup brushes with other people. Right. Which is something, you know, I got to teach my little girls like we don't share our makeup products. So what are those like must know little like beauty tips from, from the goddess of skin herself? What can you share with us? Um, I am a true believer in washing your face, you guys. There's many, <laughs> many reasons why you should wash basics, your face. Basics, basics, Sarah. <laughs> Just wash your face. Just wash your face. I, and and, and you, we live in, and I can't even believe, tell you how many clients have confessed to me that they don't wash their face. Come and on. and excuses. No. So here's my tip to you, and this is what I tell my clients work with clients that are CEOs, you know, full-time mom, full-time leaders in the community, like just super busy women. I said, okay, what's the first thing you do? This is pre-COVID, of course, when you get home. Well, I change out of my work clothes and then I run down and make dinner for my family. I said, well, how about before you uh, run down to make dinner for my Nobody says you cannot wash your face then and prepare your skin for the night. I out of the, your day clothes into your I do that. <laughs> nice. So the first thing I do when I get home is wash my face. I hate wearing good. makeup I like around. That idea. Never yeah. occurred to me to do it not right before bed. And honestly, I just fall asleep and yeah, I'm taking seven days off on a regular basis. Yeah, but you're gonna change into your jammies. You're gonna get ready for the night. So just do it then. Wash your face. Put your serums on and your moisturizer and bam, you're done, you guys. Like, it's so easy to implement it. Skincare can be implemented into your routine. You don't have to make it a whole separate thing. Like, okay, TMI, I shave my legs mm, every other week. That's I, I mask because I know I'm going to get in the shower and spend about five more minutes than normal. So I throw on, I cleanse my face. I throw on a, a mask that I need to stay active because you need a mask to literally stay on to five to 30 minutes. They recommend I get in the shower, shave my legs. I leave the mask on. It's the last thing I rinse off. I have now provided true antioxidant and nourishment to my skin once a week, just because I spent a little bit more time in the shower to shave my legs. And you shaved your legs. So it's a yeah. double, it's a double, I double. Mean, come on now. I mean, you don't have to overthink it, but you can implement it into your life where it suits you. And another tip I like to offer, a lot of people are on Zoom right now, have a toner or some sort of mist by your thing, a facial mist, and spritz your skin throughout the day. Even when you're working, spritz it. That extra hydration, your skin loves it. And Or if you're just feeling like, ah, oh, I, I gotta, gotta get on this call, or I'm you know, you're tired at three o'clock. Should I grab a piece of chocolate or should I, you know, if you miss your skin with some, you know, hydration, you're like awake and aware then. So little tips like that can truly work into your routine and it'll make a huge difference. Even after two weeks to a month, I've worked with clients virtually, they've seen drastic changes in the skin. So just keep those little things in mind. Just those little things, those little changes will make a huge difference because I'm going to tell you guys, honestly, you guys, as we age, the skin cells turn over. I'm 48, so that means my skin cells are now 48 days long. 
But if I can encourage that every day, why the hell not? <laughs> yes. And you yes. look, uh, your skin looks flawless, girl. Like you have yeah. got whatever you're doing, we all need to know about. Yeah. yeah. It looks good. Thank you. You look at least 10 years younger, maybe even 15. Just amazing. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Speaking of your virtual um, conferences and Zooms, I know that during the pandemic, you stayed busy. You were somebody that really turned things in a different direction and still kept your business alive. Uh, share with everybody how you did that, Janie. Oh, yeah. So just like, you know, I mean, Jennifer and I work in the same industry, so we can tell you the state wasn't providing us much support. And there were so many mixed messages coming out of media. We could be open, we could be closed, we could open and close, open and close. And it just wasn't working for our, our type of industry. We provide a service. And um, within two weeks of being closed down in March, my neighbors reached out to me in my little community. And I'm quoting them, just so you guys know. And I had one mom said to me, Janie, is there anything you can do to help us? And I said, well, what, what do you mean? And she says, well, I'm on the verge of strangling my husband and running <laughs> my children. You got it, Stacey. They were, um, and every person, every woman was, <laughs> didn't say it out loud, right? We said it privately to girlfriends. This is what you say. And I said, oh, yeah, I think I could do something. And she's like, well, what could you do? Like some sort of spa party? I said, yeah, I can create some sort of virtual spa party. Yeah, let me put something together. And literally, I did it within a week. We created, I had Zoom going. I started implementing these virtual spa parties. I shifted my business online from being in person to online and created these spa packages. And I just kept working at them. And then, and then my town, it just kept word kept spreading from mom to mom to mom. And before I knew it, I had mother's groups coming after me and, um, and it just kept growing from there. And by the end of the year, I had big companies like Google and Amazon and PricewaterhouseCooper virtually they were like can you do these for this our employees for self-care and I'm like absolutely I know what the hell I was doing but I agreed to it right so uh, uh so and then the, this has continued and even though my business was closed and open and closed multiple times and yes I did receive some um support but it's Jennifer and I can tell you we make that money in like a month the the support level that we would get um not even maybe less than you know two weeks in our industry um, but I was able to do it. I was able to convert what I know, my knowledge, my expertise and create these virtual spa packages. And they have just taken off on their what, own. What is in the spa package? And like, tell us about what that experience is. Cause I think this sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> we need to do that. Yes. Right. And, and an hour, ladies. I want to uh, tell you, thank you for describing this whole thing without using the word. Yes. Because we don't use that word. No. Uh, I'm now going with the ship. That, the, uh, shift. That's the new yeah. yeah, I like to shift. I <laughs> consider myself kind of agile, but you know, whatever. We can just throw them all out there. Wow, <laughs> uh, I also think women are queen at multitasking like nobody's business. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so a virtual spa party consists of I will send you sample sizes of um, a product line that I use. 
um, that's organic and clean, and it's good for all skin types. And I do send out a questionnaire and you fill out, you know, a little profile scene if you have any allergies or you have any sensitivities or what type of skin type do you have. Then I create these custom kits. Then I'm going to send them out. It literally has everything you need. It has the cleanser, the exfoliation, the correct, the mask, the serum, the eye cream, the moisturizer, six products. And then it has, you know, some cotton rounds, a facial mask. And literally the only thing you need is a bowl of water. And I even give you sponges. I mean, everything is in this kit. So either you need access to uh, a sink or a bowl of water. And I walk you through the basics of caring for your skin. Through, and it's almost exactly the same if you were to come in person, except minus, and Jennifer can contest for this, minus the extractions, that does not happen in virtual world. But everything else occurs. And then I just teach clients virtually on how to care for their skin. And you guys would be surprised how many people don't even know how to wash their skin properly. They, I've seen people slap themselves. It's insane. Like, <laughs> I've witnessed. So, <laughs> like, no, no, very gentle. The skin is gentle. Be gentle to your skin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, it, it, and then from there, you know, I do the virtual spa party. I've done it for a minimum of four all the way up to like 30. Now, I have one um, um, pinning right now for 100. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Is that a big company? Mm -hmm. A lot of people try this sort of online party, whatever it is, whether it's a mixology party or a spa party or, or, uh, you know, learn to write a book party, whatever it is. Right. And a lot of them kind of didn't really take off. Like you, you did no marketing. This was all word. I'm fascinated that yours took off the way it did through word of mouth, because I just, I, I know a lot of, business owners who try to to be agile and do something like this and some of them were kind of you know the, the reception was sort of lukewarm and I think part of it is people got a little zoom uh, tired a little zoom fatigue going on but yours seems to have like just escalated to a really cool place how did that happen so Stacy, for six months on Google, I was the only person for virtual spa parties. So one, I was an early adopter. Like, I feel like I was the adopter. So, I mean, I, within two weeks of COVID, I was, but my, my um, anniversary date was March 29th, which is when I did my first one. Oh, so um, you were, you were fast. Those neighbors hooked you up. They <laughs> did. And I, like, you guys were scrambling. I'm like, what am I going to do? And then they asked me and I was like, dude, this is like, yeah, of course, I can make this happen. And I just took all the resources around me and created these kits. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I was learning as I was going, I was adapting to what I, I knew. Uh, and then before I knew it, by Christmas, I had all these corporate leads and it was insane. And I do have a social media group of people that I work with. I do have a web designer who assisted me. I didn't let go of the foundation of my business. I, I just asked them to, can you guys just work with me on a certain budget? Can you, because everybody business was feeling it. So I knew I wasn't alone and I did a lot of the groundwork on my own. I did all of the um, packaging and behind the scene logistics. I did all of the appointments. No, I did it all behind the scenes. And yes, my husband sometimes sat there and did it with me. So I was going to say making a hundred kits or thereabouts is kind of you know, making sure everybody has what they need because you said you customize it too. So if somebody has acne, they're going to get a different kit than, you know, Samantha who has beautiful skin and doesn't need the acne product. So you're going to yeah. give her something different. 
uh, than than someone else. So and that's and pretty small, amazing. My skin, but that's cool. But <laughs> Stacey, also keep in mind, Jennifer, keep in mind, I used to work in corporate. So right. I talk the language. I know how to present myself. I know how to work with the people who are sitting at those desks. I was that person. So when I also taught them, I spoke their language, you know, and they was like, wow, she really gets us. I mean, Amazon administrative team was so maxed out. They couldn't even meet with me in December and they could not talk to me until January. And I was literally like, girls, I got you. Don't you worry. I know holidays were, Amazon is crazy. So I'm like, let's just take care of you. And really contested this too. I also give you the permission that you need to take care of yourselves. I don't know what it is that we don't allow that, but I tell every client that comes to my room, this is the hour for you. We need to take care of you. Allow that to happen. Virtually. I tell them the same message, give yourself one hour and we are going to take care of you for one hour. That's all you need. Here's what I love about you. And we had this discussion many weeks ago with Brittany, who was another uh, powerhouse gal we had um, interviewed about transitioning your business in these new capacities. And now you are basically, you know, a box shipping, you know, subscription situation. And in a million years, you would have never, ever guessed or chosen or thought the business would go in that direction but it's probably something you will continue to do and grow upon. And it now is becoming additional stream of income for you. And I'm all about that multiple stream of revenue because that's, I think what diversifies and, and grows a business. So, I mean, this, you're a badass. Okay. Let's be <laughs> frank here. Like what you've done and been able to overcome, you know, just in the beginning of your whole gestation of your business, but now to like survive a pandemic and be successful. I mean, girl, like, Kudos. This is, this is some good, this is what it's all about. And wow. Like we're, we're bowing down this morning. Thank you guys so much. Totally. Acknowledgement. She I'm sitting here uh, trying to decide who's going to get lucky enough to be invited to my spa party. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to set one up uh, selfishly for me, but I might, I might. Extended I know we might need to do the Ness X S experience might be a spa. Oh, yeah, spa that party. would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. I, fun. And you know, guys, I think a lot of it too is I just love what I do. I tell my clients I'm a total skincare nerd. I could talk about skincare all day, but not everybody wants to hear that story, but I do love what I do. And I think it shows um, through my work and I was, and the one thing I picked up on COVID was that everyone was overwhelmed. Everyone was feeling stressed out. And I gave them the permission they needed to hear to say, it's okay, let's take care of you just for one hour. That's Why it. do women not like give themselves permission to do like, like I enjoy as a self-care and you'll say like, oh, I'm going to go get a facial or, oh, I'm going to go do this. And people are like, oh, it must be so nice. And it's like, no, I work my ass off. And like, why do, why do I have to like validate my self-care because it makes me calm down. Like, why is that? Does, does anyone know? No, that's a perplexing question for everybody because I get that too in, in the hair salon. People don't take care of their themselves at all about anything. I ask people, do you give yourself, you know, conditioning treatments or scalp treatments? And no, no. So I'm, I do, I do feel guilty when I take an hour out to go do something I need to why? do. Why? Why? You know, I, I don't know. There's like a line of people that 
that need us and they all, why do we put them all first? Because if we put ourselves first, we can serve them all better. That's true. I mean, I think as women, we work way more than a 40 hour work week. You know, we work our jobs and then we come home and we work life. And it's like, it's okay to take a minute for yourself. Like, please, like if anything, everyone needs to take at least 30 minutes a day for themselves. Yeah. And go get a facial with Janie. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and, and to that point, like go get a facial now that she's open one of the things that I was super impressed with, because of course I was one of the first people like, get me in there, I need my brows waxed. Like I can't, I'm Italian, I have too much hair, I need you know the fur taken off my skin. But <laughs> Janie, Janie had this plexiglass, uh, like, what, what do you call it, Janie? It's like this plexiglass box that she puts over your face. It was like this shield to, to protect and so even even at that very first opening from covid i felt safe because she'd slip her hands in there but she would mask and and i could have my mask off so she could work on my fur and uh, (laughs) (laughs) she was able to get in there and and do the waxing and the full facial and stuff while i had a shield protecting both of us so that was ingenious i don't know if you came up with that or or what janie but um brilliant i i did not jennifer to your point uh i'm people okay i am a skincare nerd but i also love history and i just looked and see what a other countries were doing and b this was not the first time we've ever been through something like this so i just needed to see historically what has done in the past well, China didn't close down their beauty experience. Like, uh, no, we're just going to, you know, figure it out. So they were one of the countries that created this little, I call it the penalty box, but it's just a clear skill <laughs> that I put over you guys and I can work in safely and, you know, what have you. But then there was a manufacturing in um, Dallas, Texas, creating these things. And I went online and just bought one. And I said, look, you have to review past, present, future, the whole nines. And then you have to look beyond just our country and go see what other countries are here. Because there are other countries, girlfriend, from a beauty standpoint, we are so slow. If you look at Korean beauty, they are all about it. They use like 30 products on their face a day. They don't step out of their house until they look, all look like 15-year-old girls. I mean, seriously, <laughs> male and female look the same. Oh my gosh, so. this, is, this was so brilliant. And I mean... Honestly, we need to thank Janie for joining us. We could talk to you for hours and hours, girl, but because this is a 30-minute podcast, we've got to close it up. But um, we want to thank Janie Escamelia from Moonstone Skincare for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners for spending uh, this past 30 minutes with us. It's been super fun. To reach Janie, please check out her website at moonstoneskincare.com. And uh, we will see you in our next episode on Monday. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you, guys. Bye.